All right, I know the Buccaneers are the defending champions. I know they have Tom Brady. I know they're good. But 17-0, and 17-0, can we have some sort of rational thought when it comes to football? Please, Coquel, hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. Stream the show on the free ESPN app or on your Alexa, Google, or Siri smart speaker. Turn it up! Turn it up! Spin your lunch with Ken by calling 888 760-3776. Are you crying? Oh, my Lord. I am sorry, honey. Please don't. Could you get your daddy on the phone? Don't hang up, please. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. The Buccaneers might win... The Super Bowl again, but it's not going to be an undefeated season. Dan Orlovsky, could we please? You're better than this, man. Could we please? Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel, who did something that defies the actual common high-end feat of man just moments ago. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel here in the Anna John Levine Action and Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the hot, uncomfortable, and probably soon to melt the vitamins in my car that I left on the sixth floor of the Phillips Point Tower parking garage uh, here uh, at the, the ESPN West Palm Studios. Coquel in the time it took from the open to start to the point it took for the open to get into our My Chemical Romance entrance music, successfully urinated. Not like on himself, like went to the bathroom and then came back. It was, you were suffering, you were in pain, and in that time, a long suffering, like full bladder, you would think that would be a long process to exit the body, and you, (laughs) you just like a dam broke. And then you were back in here, ready to go. I've never seen anything like that before. Well, there's a couple things to it. You're a blowhard, and I know that segment one that's supposed to end at 12.15 isn't going to end until 12.30. So. We're only three minutes, and I've been talking about peeing for half of it. So I knew it was going to be longer, so maybe it wasn't as much of an emergency now, but I saw come 12.20 pee going into my eyeballs because that's how it works. <laughs> And then also, if you just have a really unhealthy, large prostate, you pee all, you just let it all out. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, we're off to a good start because that was really an impressive feat of man. Uh, I, I want to talk NFL because it's NFL season. At this time tomorrow, we're going to be talking about the start of the NFL season, and it's going to rule. But we already have hyperbole. We already have wild prognostications. We already have ridiculous predictions. And you know who is starting them? Well, Dan Orlovsky, our friend from ESPN, our friend from Get Up. He was on Get Up this morning, and he had the wildest prediction that I've heard so far in the late portions of this NFL offseason. Here is Dan Orlovsky. 17-0 is a reality for Tom Brady and this football team. It is a focus point for Tom Brady and this football team. And I think if they get past week three and week four, week three they go on the road to L.A. for the Rams, and week four they go on the road back to New England. If they get past this 
or past those two weeks, this becomes a very real thing for them to go 17-0 because week 10 is the, the Washington football team, and then week 14 is Buffalo. So 17-0 is a reality. And then 55, 55 touchdowns. Now everyone's going, Tom Brady's not going to throw 55 touchdowns. Tom Brady threw 30 touchdowns in their last 11 games last year. So 55 touchdowns with 17 games is about three touchdowns a game. It is a reality that he is going to go chase down Tom, or Peyton Manning's 55 touchdowns in a season record. They have the ability. They have the protection. They have the skill position people. Okay. I, I appreciate the confidence of Dan Orlovsky. I appreciate that he thinks that soon-to-be 44-year-old Tom Brady is going to approach the 55-touchdown mark. But to say a team that is going, is going to go 17-0 and when they clearly struggled at times last year and then got hot in the postseason, can we just can we stop? I know there's always a team that we think is going to go 17-0. and We thought last year it was going to be Kansas City going 16-0. and Last year, once the Steelers got off to the 9-0 and start, we were thinking undefeated season, and then guess what? They flamed out of the playoffs in the first round against Cleveland. Hey, guys, and Dan, I know we want to make waves, and I know we want to make talking points, but to proclaim that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going 17-0 and is just patently ridiculous. It's not going to happen. And because... Dan Orlovsky <laughs> has approached this topic. <laughs> I decided as a gesture of good faith and goodwill to Coquel, we would play his favorite on-air radio game, Tautal. It's Tautal time! What is Tautal? It is an acronym for that's a win, that's a loss. Coquel will get to decide if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be 17-0. Coquel, are you ready? Oh, is America ready? Because football's <laughs> coming on Thursday. Is that tomorrow? That is Today tomorrow. Wednesday? Yeah. Where can we hear that first game of the year? ESPN 106.3. Oh, football is back. Monday night, Sunday night, yep. Thursday night, all here. NFL playoffs, Super Bowl, ESPN 106.3. By the way, Ed Sheeran is going to be kicking off the season. Not like physically He'll be hosting our up. pregame show. <laughs> oh, yeah? Awesome. Uh, okay. Let's start with tomorrow. <laughs> Week one, Buccaneers, Cowboys in Tampa. That's a win. Zach Martin's out. Cowboys are in trouble. <laughs> okay. It, it, the Cowboys hopes contingent upon Zach Martin. Best guard in the league. Okay. So, uh, next Sunday, next Sunday in Tampa, the Falcons and Matt Ryan come in. That's a win. That's 2-0. 2-0. Tautel, Dan Orlovsky, you got this, baby. September 26th, the Buccaneers head on a plane and go out west to take on the Rams and their new quarterback, Matthew Stafford. That's a loss. That game's going to mean a lot more to the Rams than it does the Bucks. So it's over. Orlovsky. All right, that'll do it for your Tautel. That's a win. That's a loss. Coquel, this is your favorite segment. You could have extended it. I, but it's a lot. I but mean, I, it, I suppose there there is pride in Tautel, and you need to be honest in Tautel. Yeah, the, the integrity of Tautel <laughs> was at stake here. I mean, that's a win. I mean, uh-huh. the, the Patriots next week, that's a win. Yeah. Dolphins, Ragarm, that's a win. Eagles, I mean, I could beat the Eagles at this point. That's a win. Where are we at now? What are we at? We have five and one. I'm making numbers right, up. Now, I, now, Bears, now, no. Bears. That's a win. I just said that was it for Tautel, and you're extending Tautel. Halloween, nothing scarier than a Jameis Winston in a new mask, and that's a loss. You so are, now that's two. You are Tautel. B- stop backdooring Tautel. We finished Tautel. That was it after week three when the Buccaneers went to the Rams. Okay? Washington football team? That's a win. Fine. All right. That's the last one. So, Coquel, 
The king of Tautel clearly does not believe that Dan Orlovsky is correct when he predicts 17 and 0. This Dan Orlovsky season. does not believe that they're going to go 17 and 0. Dan, we get it. You did these awesome QB videos on Twitter. I became a fanboy. You don't have to now move into hot take guy. You have your lane. You and Mina doing some weird romance thing, it, it appears. They're both married. That was wild. That was really really reckless, reckless at all. Yeah. There's no football romance because they're both great football minds. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Good I meant. save you, dope. Like, I think when me and you talk football, that's, that's a little uh, wild, yeah. reckless speculation there, too. Yeah, very, yeah, yeah, if yeah, only yeah. the people knew. Um, <laughs> but he's got his lane right now. You don't need to be, I get it, first take, open up, Max is in the morning. That doesn't need to be you, Orlovsky. Just be you. Be the football nerd. The Buccaneers are not going to go 17-0. It is not going to happen. In fact, I would argue they're not even going to have the best record in the regular season. I think that that goes to the Buffalo Bills. I think the Bills may sweep the division and then take care of business in their out-of-division games. I say Buffalo with 14 wins, 14-3, and three is going to end up having the best record in the regular season. Which team is going to have the most wins in the regular season? This doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win the Super Bowl, but which team is going to be the top seed? What What is happening in the regular season? Can I give out the number before you do what you're the about The Steelers to do? open up against the Bills. That's a win. For the Bills. For who? Oh, for the Bills. Okay. For the Bills. No, don't do Tautel yet. Don't <laughs> oh. do Tautel yet. You mentioned a team, Tautel. Let me give We're the number. We're doing all teams today. <laughs> let me give the number. All right. What team Fine. is going to have the best record in the regular season? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Which team is going to have the best record in the regular season? Dan Orlovsky says 17-0. 44-year-old Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I say, uh-uh. The best record actually is coming out of the AFC, and it's Josh Allen and the COVID Bills. If they can survive an offseason of COVID, they can survive whatever the AFC East throws at them in 2021. All right, do you want to do at least a little bit of Bills Tautel? Do we have to go through all 17 weeks, 18 weeks? I mean, it's not like... T- Are you going to do the we, bye week? We have to do it all. That's a win. Bye week, you get healthy. That's a win for everybody. <laughs> Unless your players get caught with like drugs, all then right. it's a loss. Let's just do a little bit of Tautel here, okay? Oh, the Ragarm again? Ragarm plays everybody. <laughs> they they the play Dolphins. them twice. They play them twice. Hey, well, they play the Cowboys also. I mean, the uh, who are we doing before the Bucks? The Bucks. Yeah. The Bucks. We only did the Bucks. Yeah. Tautel, Sunday, Steelers at Buffalo. Go. That's a win. We're talking about for the Bills. That's a win for the Bills. Uh-huh, thank you. You need to specify, please. Bills at Dolphins, Sunday, September 9th. Oh, that's a win for the Bills. The Bills welcome in the Washington football team, the Armada, if I have my choice. I mean, starting 3-0. The Bills, oh, circle the wagons, Kenny. 3-0. <laughs> the Bills welcome the Texans in in week four. Uh, 4-0. Although Tyrod Taylor may have a revenge game there. Okay. The Bills at the Chiefs, October 10th. And they are no longer undefeated. Okay, so 4-1. Uh, it is the Bills at Tennessee, October 18th. Four and two. They're going to lose in Tennessee. Oh, yeah, that's a loss. Uh, the Dolphins head to Buffalo on Halloween. <laughs> I don't know what just happened there. <laughs> I'm actually going to take the Dolphins in that game. That's another loss. I'm not a big Bills believer. I think they're going to come back to reality. Usually you don't see the, the arc that Josh Allen has taken with accuracy. Watch turnovers. You're hearing it now. That's my lock of the week. <laughs> but that wouldn't that be your lock of the season? Your lock of the week can't be something that's going to play out over the course of 18 You have weeks. a lock of the week, but then you put it in a vault for the season. Now, I'm not putting it in the vault yet. That's my lock of the week. Give it time, Ken.
Did you ever do one of those time capsules in school where you put like uh, I don't know? Yeah, and the teachers threw it out and were like, "Good luck finding that in thirty years." <laughs> those time, <laughs> those time capsules—they're not actually a thing. You're right. Like you give a goosebumps book. There's no way that that thing's gonna hold up in a time capsule. Uh, no one's ever gonna dig it up anyway. <laughs> Did anyone dig up mine? I, that's been 30 years since I was in elementary school. Oh man! Get out of here. Trust me. As someone who was once a teacher, we find a lot of projects <laughs> that waste days. Count the summer. 180 to summer. We just took out four on a time capsule. I remember Boom. win. When that's I was, a win for the teacher. When I was in second grade, I brought a Peter Venkman Ghostbusters figurine to put in a time capsule. And I remember not thinking it through, and then after the fact, I was pissed. I was yeah, like, you lost your guy. I, I, I don't have a Peter Beckman action <laughs> figure anymore. Why the hell did I do that? Uh, where the hell were we? Uh, four and two, four and three. You had four and three after Halloween for the Dolphins and Bills. Oh, yeah, three, four, sure. Five, six, seven. Yeah, it had to be four and three because you picked uh, the Dolphins. Uh, the Bills at the I'm Jaguars. I'm going to speed things up here. Win-win because they're playing the Jags and the Jets okay, back-to-back. Okay, good. Six and three. Colts-Bills on the 21st of November. That's a win, but then they're going to lose to the Saints. So what are we at? Seven and four. Okay. Uh, Patriots and Bills. That's a win. Uh, They're gonna punch Mac Jones in his smug face. Bills Bucks. That's a loss. Okay. I mean the Bucks are growing seventeen and so they've already got five losses. I don't feel like doing this anymore. Fine. I don't want to so do it. I first still one. think the Bills. I still think the Bills are going to have the best record in the regular season. How about this? We put out a bonus Tautel podcast. We'll spend. We'll do every team Tautel. I don't want to do. Download that, the Tautel podcast at Kendavik Alive wherever your podcasts are found. I really don't want to do that. Which team in the NFL is going to have the most wins in the regular season? Do you agree with Orlovsky that Brady and the Bucks are going seventeen and zero? Do you agree with me that Josh Allen and the Bills, the the ascendant Buffalo Bills, are going to uh, at least win 12 or 13 games? I picked, uh, what, 13 and 4, I believe. 13 and 4 would be the most wins in the regular season. Or is it the Steelers, who got off to a big start last year, 9-0, and and then the bottom fell out? Or maybe is it going to be a surprise team that comes out of nowhere and racks up wins? What Did you if- forget who Patrick Mahomes is? I mean, you're mentioning the Steelers over Patrick Mahomes. I'm just using them as reference because they started 9-0 and last season. I even said they were 9-0 and last season. That was my reference. I gave context to it. They stink. They're they done. Stink. They're donezo. Ben's donezo. They're donezo. They don't stink. They have no O-line. They drafted Najee Harris. Great. Who's going who's gonna to block for him? Or is it the Chiefs who are going to have ah! the most wins in the regular season? I suppose that's who you're picking. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's revenge season. Who has the most wins in the regular season this year? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And again, tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Let's go ahead and hit up Twitter. And Ross Stevenport tweets the Chiefs, oh. I have to assume. While uh, uh, DT from the Ville tweets... It's Buffalo. The Bills are going to have the best, the most wins in the regular season. Uh, Now, this is also another year where, unlike last year, home field advantage matters again. You're actually going to have fans full capacity every single stadium. So home field advantage has to be taken into account because you had a lot of teams that went on the road last year, and it was basically even money. Because you don't have anything that is is deterring you from a sound standpoint, from a momentum standpoint. It basically was creating your own momentum on field. So it is different this year. And what teams are traveling does make a difference. But going back to Orlovsky's point about the Buccaneers, Tampa's not going to New Orleans and winning. The Saints, for whatever reason, are we're sort of overlooking them because Jameis is the starter. I think Jameis is going to have a monster year. 
I think he's going to have a monstrous season. And I'm not, I don't think he's going to throw 55 touchdowns like Dan Orlovsky thinks 44 year old Tom Brady is going to have. I do think, though, that if he can keep the interceptions in the teens, life is going to be good for Jameis Winston. He's going to go 38 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. 38 and 17, you know what? That's my capsule of the week. But the, the Put it in there, bury it at the end of the season, dig it up, check it out. Stop calling it different things. Your lock of the week and your capsule of the week can't be of the week if it's for the entire season. Stop saying these things. I'll have a new one next week. That's why it's of the week. <laughs> He comes out those three picks at the beginning oh, of the year. My man. capsule of week two is going to be James Winston won't be the starter by right. week four. We have a new segment, Coquel's Capsule of the Week, where he actually makes a prediction for the season, but because he did it during the course of a week, it's going to be his Capsule of the Week. That goes with, I don't know if you heard yesterday, Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5. Uh, we came up with a, a new segment for him because he said that he will sit at home on football Sundays and FaceTime friends whose teams are losing. Or mock people who are losing to his fantasy team on FaceTime. That's the ultimate troll. So Theo is going to be Theo Dorsey, NFL troll, and every Tuesday he is going to troll something or someone here on this show. He's going to troll different fan bases? Uh-huh. Oh, I like it. Or different I, players. I like who knows? it knows? There's no limit to his trolling. But who's going to answer his FaceTime? I don't answer FaceTimes. If Do you I, answer FaceTimes? No, never. You don't answer phone calls. What am I talking about? I don't I've answer tried, phone I've calls. i to communicate with you about this show for... A while now, and I just I don't get through. I rarely answer text messages. I mean, I'm a busy guy. Okay, okay. Um, but Facetimes, absolutely not. There's no no yeah. chance. I don't want to look at who I'm talking to on the phone. And you're the worst on Facetime because you do whatever you're doing, and you just make people look at. I've I've been on there in corporate meetings. The the old, the top of the top of our company, not just of oh, ESPN West Palm, but of Good Karma Brands, and they stare at Ken's chin because he continues to do whatever he's doing and has the phone on the desk yeah. while he's working. It's very unprofessional. But I also, if I'm going to be asked to be on like a half-hour Teams call, I've got to try and double task or triple task. No, you're supposed to, to focus do. on what we're talking. That's the reason uh, we're having the call is because <laughs> something important is happening. Uh, I mean, I can I can pay attention to both. Who's going to have the most wins in the regular season in the NFL? 888 I do not believe at all that Tampa Bay is going 17 and oh they're not even gonna have the most wins in the regular season it's just not gonna happen how can you even predict perfection for anyone with a COVID year (laughs) like at any point the best players on the team could be out like I wouldn't predict that for anyone there's gonna be weeks where we have someone's gonna play with some stranger off the street playing quarterback. <laughs> there, there are way too many variables. That's a great point. In a season where you just don't know what COVID's going to do to your roster. I mean, Bruce Arians was talking about it. He thinks that this season is going to be more difficult from a COVID standpoint than last season, even with the less testing, because the Delta variant is so rampant. He thinks that uh, breakthrough inf- infections are going to ravage locker rooms, and you're going to have four, five, six, seven guys out at a time. Contact tracing is not going to be there, but actually physically ill players that opportunity is going to loom larger than it did last season. And I think that that is a very valid point. Uh, yeah, the, the, the COVID season is not going to allow for any consistency enough for a team to go 17-0. Like, we could talk about an undefeated regular season, but it's more impossible now than it was last year. That extra game makes it inextricably more difficult to have an undefeated season. Come on, your quarterback is, I mean, your your, your quarterback is approaching literal half-century in age. 
come on. <laughs> like, come on. And, I, I, and, come and they on. didn't dominate all year last year. There was a stretch where, like, all right, has Brady lost it? That started to happen. Yeah. How quickly we forget these things because he went on a good run at the right time and things went well. You also have some volatile players that anything could happen with. Gronk can track more than just COVID. You don't know what he's up to. Antonio Brown could be gone at any time. Like, there's a lot of things in that locker room that, that really I, I wouldn't predict anyone to be 17. In Last that. year was a perfect confluence of guys who came together, didn't quite connect right away, and then finally were able to latch onto one another at the right moments, and it all culminated in that Super Bowl win. But there's age on that roster. We're not talking about a young team in the Bucks. Uh, and I would argue that Dan Orlovsky can sit there and say that Tom Brady's going to threaten 55 touchdown passes. I'd argue to take the under. By the end of the season, Tom Brady's going to be 44 years old. I'll take the under on whether or not he hits his age in touchdown Ooh. passes. I Let's go game by game. How many touchdowns does he throw? No, I don't want All to right, do week that. one, Cowboys. No. What do you got? I what got would, four. Um, uh, what, but what would we call that? If that's Tautel, that's a win, that's a loss. TTs, total touchdowns. Tautel. At 12.21 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday, September 8th, 2021, I predict that Tom Brady, you take the under on uh, touchdown passes compared to his age at the end of the season, which would be 44. And it can't just be a prediction, Ken. you got to come up with something. I already have my lock and my cap, so what do you got? <laughs> uh, I'll think about that. You put me on the spot. I'm very bad on my feet. Why am I hosting a radio show? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Why can't I have a capsule? Because I have the capsule. <laughs> it's my capsule <laughs> and my lock. <laughs> How hard is this? But you're taking, Come up with your own thing. You took everything I could have possibly put it in a box. used. My, what about a pod? You can put it in a pod. All right. Sounds like a podcast, though. And people are like, oh, you're just a podcaster, not a real radio guy. Okay, Kenny. Not going to listen to that prediction. Why are you undercutting podcasters? There's very successful podcasters who make a lot more money than we do. And there's also people who aren't so successful that I see and I follow and I listen and I'm like, oh. There's that. What are you trying to do? What happened? What are you trying to do? Ken Levick alive featuring Code Kel. I want to make sure that we talk about the FAU MBA Sport Management Program because that is the title sponsor of this show. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program is absolutely rolling right now. They are, I mean, they're kicking ass and taking names. And this is already one of the elite sport management programs in the entire world. And to find out more about it, fau.edu slash MBA sport. But check out these rankings. Now you've got some substance here. The Sports Business Graduate Program Rankings by Sport Business. This is like the AP poll when it comes to college football. But instead, we're talking about sports management programs. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program is 19th in the world, ranked 19th in the world, up from 30th on the entire planet, 14th in all of North America, third in the state of Florida. This is elite-level stuff. This is why I keep telling you, if you want a job in the sports industry, these rankings reflect that this is the way to do it. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program is success. It is guidance. It is your path to the sports industry. Find out more, fau.edu slash MBA sport. That's fau.edu slash MBA sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, and you can take classes on campus in Boca or online, fau.edu slash MBA sport. 
Which NFL regular season team is going to have the most wins? Is Tom Brady going to hit over or under age 44 in touchdown passes this season? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. And when we come back, in addition to talking regular season wins, Derek Jeter being inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. He joins us next. No, 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 we couldn't tell. We're not quite at that level yet to book that type of guest. In fact, when's the last time we've had an actual, like, sports guest? Icon? Pat Lawler, he's an icon to me. I'll come up at 1235. What is the defining moment of Derek Jeter? We'll discuss it next. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. You're going to hear a lot about Derek Jeter's The Flip today with him going into Cooperstown, but that to me is not his best moment of that illustrious Hall of Fame career. It's just not. Sorry. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. Don't forget the Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel podcast. It's free, and it's wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and subscribe. Do it. Get it right to your tablet every single day. The wonders of technology, I tell you. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel podcast. Free wherever you get your podcast. Uh, hey, Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. It's where I got my Kia K5 GT that was wonderful. I mean masterful. I mean mwah, on the way to Gainesville and back last week. I love that car. It's like floating on asphalt. It is absolutely beautiful. And I got it from Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. My good friends over there, George and Mike, that whole crew, they are going to help you have the car buying experience like I had where they made sure that I was taken care of. I can't do anything for myself. I am very very uh, in need of being supported by others because I'm not self-sufficient in any way, shape, or form. And that's what they do at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. My God, the credit sucks. Uh, This is a bad situation. And that's honestly, God's honest truth, that has kept me from buying cars in the past, my credit. There are so many times where I've wanted to do a lot of things in life and it's like a dark secret Mm -hmm. that no one talks about. At Greenway Kia, they don't make you feel bad. They're not there. I got rejected once by a car dealership through text. Really? That's how they told me. They shot me a text. Greenway Kia, they say, hey, everyone's got a different situation. Yep. Let's sit down. Let's talk about it. Because if we don't talk about it, we can't find a solution. And we'll find you a solution. I had George tell me, and, and, and he sat down and he said, listen, people come in here with bad credit, and sometimes they're embarrassed to bring it up. And for me, what's the point of going to the car dealership if you don't want to talk about the realities of your financial situation? Nobody's going to be able to help you. He said he sat down, and they went through 30, 40 50 different creditors to finally find a creditor that would make the payments work in the financial landscape of that person and their capabilities. That right there is a place you want to keep going to to buy an automobile. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, a half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport on Military Trail. Right in West Palm. That's Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Check out that selection online. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Derek Jeter is going into the Hall of Fame. And the flip, in fact, I'm looking right now, ESPN.com, Tim Kirkchin has an oral history of the flip. Uh, In the playoffs in Oakland, the errant 
throw, misses the cutoff man. Derek Jeter races from shortstop to the first baseline to flip it uh, to record the out. This is what it sounded like. The pitch, swing ground ball, pass first. Down the right field line. It goes into the corner. Rounding second, Giambi. Heading for third. The ball dug out of the corner by Spencer. He relays the ball all the way through. It's picked up and thrown home. He's out at the plate. That was Derek Jeter, the flip. Tom Brenneman also had a great call uh, on that on Fox as well. Uh, But Derek Jeter, the flip, and that courtesy of ESPN Radio, that's the one that everyone is going to focus on. For me, though, I want to go to Derek Jeter's last game at Yankee Stadium because this, to me, was the personification of what made the guy what he was. Was he the greatest Shortstop ever? No. Yes. Was he the greatest baseball player ever? Yes. No. But was he arguably in the biggest moments the one that rose to the occasion most? Yeah, I think so. And this was a perfect microcosm of this man's flair for the dramatic and his ability to just get it done in the biggest moments with the world watching in his final at bat at a Yankees stadium with a chance to walk it off this is what happened. The pitch to Jeter. Swing and a line drive. Base hit right field. Richardson around third. On his way to the plate. The throw. Safe. This Derek is unbelievable. Jeter. Has won it in his final home game as a Yankee. Amazing. This is unreal. I mean, it's like something out of a movie. And so that was ESPN Radio. Boog Shambi, Chris Singleton on the call. That walk-off hit. That single, in the micro, in the scope of his career, just a little microscopic occurrence. But I absolutely, for whatever reason, that resonated with. Do you know, me. you know what we always stress here: how everything happens from Palm Beach County in our in our prep sports. The guy who scored the winning run, Antoine Richardson, Antoine Richardson, American Heritage Delray. Yep, absolutely. Like, it's just we're everywhere. I actually wrote a feature on that for ESPNWestPalm.com the day after it happened. Talked with Antoine Richardson's old high school coach and, uh, and, and got his account of it. That's my favorite Derek Jeter moment. His walk-off against the Orioles in his final at bat at Yankee Stadium. What is your... And you don't even have to be a Yankees fan. I, 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 am I the biggest Derek Jeter fan? No. Do I appreciate Derek Jeter? Absolutely. What is your iconic Derek Jeter moment? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at ESPN West Palm. What is your iconic Derek Jeter moment? Mine is the walk-off against the Orioles in his final Yankee Stadium at bat. That one I absolutely adore. And I don't know why it stands out to me. There's so many. There's the World Series walk-off home run. There's the Jeffrey Mayer home run. Uh, There are so many options. So many of you are going to point to the flip. But for me, it's his ability to rise to the occasion. To rise to the occasion and do something like that. I mean, hell, his 3,000th hit was a bomb to left. How good is that stuff? What is your iconic Derek Jeter moment? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's go to Boynton. Bring in Eddie. Eddie, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Eddie? How you doing, man? I'm good, buddy. Hey, uh, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit. It was the home run in November, that which makes a Mr. November. But, you know, that one, is that that's kind of a mic drop moment right there. But... Uh, his favorite thing of mine personally is that 
one year, he slept with six of the top ten <laughs> body chiefs for the year. And, uh, you know, that's going, uh, that's batting 600 for me. Yeah, yeah. Now, Eddie, I tell you what, that's actually the walk-off. That's the walk-off right there. Appreciate that. Um, uh, now, this brings up something about Jeter that I still think is a little bit underappreciated. You had a guy in the media capital of arguably the world who is the face of the most famous sports franchise in America and one of the most iconic internationally. And you rarely, if ever, saw a negative word, a scandal, anything salacious about him in the tabloids. Think about how many odds that defies. That guy who looked like that, who dated those women who never showed up in a negative light in the New York Post. How did he do that? My favorite Jeter moment kind of involves that. So in 2002, and hopefully my wife's not listening, I dated one of the prettiest girls I've ever dated in my life, right? <laughs> uh, I'm going to sit back and just let you dig your grave. And I, and I was sitting four rows behind the Yankee dugout at Tampa at the spring training game because I can't afford Yankee Stadium those seats. <laughs> but I, I probably didn't even buy those. We probably snuck up. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and Jeter, I catch him staring at her while he's in the on-deck box twice. And I'm like... Jeets, it's the one thing I got that you can't have. He turns, looks, nods, and smiles with a look like, yes, I can. And she turns right in front of him and goes, yes, he can. <laughs> and he just started laughing and walked up to the plate and walked off. And I was like, ah, and I wouldn't even be mad if he did. That's a, uh, Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, that's actually a badge of honor. My girl slept with Jeets. <laughs> like, how big time is that? I mean, they didn't. They probably did. But I, <laughs> I didn't know about it. I so, kind of know. But can we, can we at least reflect on the jackassery of you making sure that Derek Jeter knew that you were dating her and then you got him involved to rub in the fact or make yourself feel better that you had clearly dated out of your league. What are you doing? Well, as someone who was born in 79 and wanted the Yankees, didn't win for most of my life. So when I was like 11, around 1990, I was like, I'm going to be the Yankee middle infielder who turns the team around and wins all these titles. Jeter had stolen all my dreams. <laughs> so I was holding on to one last thing. And I was proving that I don't even get that. Just what a guy, man. And luckily he saved my life because I met my beautiful wife, Stacy, and now we're married and I'm happy and I have kids and everything's great. I just, Take that, Jeter. I just cannot believe. Yeah, his life sucks. Um, I mean, I was also tanked. <laughs> <laughs> I was also blindingly drunk. What's your iconic Jeter moment? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's head to Jensen Beach. That's where we find Ed. What's up, Ed? Hey guys, how you guys doing? Good. Uh, my 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 Jeter memory is uh, is him trading away uh, Giancarlo Stanton, who was the reigning MVP of the National League that year, and then trading away the next year's NL MVP and Christian Yelich, and trading away Marcelo Zuna, who at the time was a Gold Glove winner. I know his name's a little soiled now, and uh, and you know what was sad is that that year i had taken my kid down to uh spring training down there in jupiter and we were uh, right there in the front row before the game when the guys are doing long tosses and warming up and marcelo zuna saw like the the shot you know my son's eyes uh, just just wide-eyed he was like saying i can't believe i'm this close to these guys like yeah. john carlos and and uh ozuna looks at us makes a, a movement and I realized he's he's going to throw us the ball they were using for long toss, and so he threw it to us. Uh, he knew my son probably couldn't catch it from where he was throwing it to, but he threw, I was standing right behind him. So he threw it to me, and I gave it to my son. 
And so uh, we were just we just thought that was the greatest thing. My son was like a Marlins fan for about for about a season until all those guys were traded away. And of course, I know he had to trade him to the Yankees because he needed to find somebody who was going to take on that payroll for Stanton. But what a heartbreaking moment for me. And since then, I'm sick. I feel like he's been talking down to all the all the Marlins fans that have been through this about nine times already, where he's been saying, "Oh, trust the process," basically, and it. I don't trust it. I don't trust him. I don't trust the process. So was he a clutch player for the Yankees? Yeah. Is he deserving of the Hall of Fame? Absolutely. But he's miserable as a, in his role right Isn't now tomorrow. Of... I wish he'd go. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I, 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 wish he, I wish he'd just become Cashman's assistant and move on. That is well done. That is really well done. I've got to say, I, I was all ready for a heartwarming memories of Jeet's. I mean, nothing Ed said was out of line. I mean, Ed made some really great points, but Ken... The pitch is a high fly ball to right deep. Going back is Tarasco for the warning track. For the wall, he's under it now. And it's taken away from him by a fan. And they're going to call it a home run. I can't believe it. Pitching Garcia is calling it a home run. And Tarasco is out to argue. A terrible call by Richie Garcia. It's all tied up. The Jeffrey Mayer game is heard on ESPN Radio. But back to Ed. I mean, the Marlins process has made them 57 and 81. 57 and 81. Like, Derek Jeter, really, I'm not sure he actually knows what he's doing in his front office role. It's yeah, but bad. the front office has not looked good. But Ken. Swung on and hit in the air. The deep left. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. He's homered. Derek Jeter homers to tie the game. And there it is. Hit number 3,000. That courtesy of WCBS. That courtesy of Cheater. <laughs> Radio Network. When we Eat return, it, Marlins fans. <laughs> Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. He's Kokel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Eat it! So mature. You are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Call the show now at 888-760-3776. Ken and Coquel like putting things in number order. Order, order, order. Five, four, three, two, one. It's time for the electrical standings. Five through one. It's what we do. We rank things. Today, the top five worst places you drank a beer. The five worst places you drank a beer. Coquel, five through one. Go. Number one is in a car. Don't drink in cars, people. Like driving? Number five. Like, oh, no, not driving. I was just in a car. I'm not trying to get myself arrested here, Lavica. <laughs> Come on. We're where the youth are listening. Number four, because that was number five, because I think we go backwards. Number four, in a hot tub. Do not drink in a hot tub, and if you're drinking with someone in the hot tub, they're not leaving to go to the bathroom. They're peeing in your legs. <laughs> Number three, in the snow. It's cold, and your hands are going to get cold, and the beer does not taste as good when you're freezing cold. All you northerners, too bad. Number two, in a school. Do not drink beer in school. <laughs> bad move. Do not, as a former educator, I will tell you, beer in school, not a good mix. What level of school was this? High school. <laughs> And I had to go to gym class. I showed up, and it was PE, didn't know, and I had to shoot a three-pointer. It landed at the foul line. And the gym teacher, just because it's a different time, just uh, laughed at me and told me to go get changed in the locker room. Oh, boy. And number one, anywhere that is not named Stormhouse. 
Well done. Five through one. Worst places you drank a beer. Worst places you drank a beer. Number five, in a bush in my backyard hiding from my parents. <laughs> I've done that. Not in your backyard. Yeah. Uh, number four, on a raft on Lake Michigan in a storm. <laughs> I don't know. It was stupid. It was really dumb. It wasn't storming when we started, but then it was storming as we finished. Just drink at Stormhouse. Uh-huh. Number three, in a Florida canal. <laughs> With alligators? Uh, Why would you go in a canal? That was not a good idea. I didn't know I just moved down here. Number two, out of a pothole. And the number one worst place I drank a beer, that was a dare. That was bad. In an alley with what looked like I was sitting next to a puddle of blood. That is the top five worst places that I drank a beer. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel here on ESPN 106.3. Hey, that transitions perfectly in to uh, me telling you about Stormhouse Brewing because that, as Coquel so rightfully said, is the absolute best place to go drink a beer. It's the best place to go drink a craft beer. It's the best place that makes craft beer. It has the best master brewer in the area who is trained in Germany, and it's the best place to have a craft beer because it's the only craft brewery in the area to have a full menu. You don't have to hit up your food delivery app. You don't have to eat beforehand you don't have to send someone to pick something up no you eat there at stormhouse brewing in north palm beach us1 half mile south of pga boulevard crystal cove commons it's massive you see the signage it says stormhouse brewing it has indoor and outdoor seating it has 15 massive flat screen tvs with all the sports it has its wraparound bar and did i mention oh yeah Again, the menu at a craft brewery. You don't see that ever. Stormhouse Brewing, Crystal Cove Commons, US 1, North Palm Beach, half mile south of PGA Boulevard. And uh, don't forget to check out stormhousebrewing.com. That is stormhousebrewing.com for a list of their events. They have something going on every single day at Stormhouse Brewing. In fact, I'm looking right now. And it's happy hour. Join them for $1 off all beers and select discount food items 3 to 6 on this Wednesday. And there's the Dolphins Fan Bus Experience, October 3rd, Dolphins, Colts. Uh, This ultimate game day experience, only $125 for a ticket to the game, a bus from Stormhouse to the Dolphins game, breakfast and drink before the bus leaves, lunch and a crawler at the stadium tailgate, drink and appetizer coupon at the bar after, and 10% off the next package. All that for $125 Ultimate game day experience with Stormhouse Brewing. All right. <clears throat> Gather ourselves. Let's get professional. For a man who joins us every week here. He is one who brings brains to the program because God knows that Coquel and I don't. He is Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. He is our sports law and sports agent insider. You can, if you have a slip and fall or any sort of personal injury situation where you need representation, you can get on whattolawyerup.com. For his free consultation, that's wanttolawyerup.com. Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys, and Pat Lawler joins us here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, Pat, first things first, just a couple of things to uh, pepper you with, okay? Uh, let's start with Derek Jeter. What was your iconic Derek Jeter moment in his baseball career? Not as an executive, because as Ed and Jensen Beach pointed out, not great. But as a player, what's your top Derek Jeter moment? Being a huge Yankee fan... My top Jeter moment was every time he came to bat when Bob Shepard would introduce him. Number to me, that was just Derek. iconic when he... Yep. Yep. That was Coquel's sorry. And... Uh... <laughs> Derek. Sorry impression. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but I think it was so unique that the love that he had for the Yankee and the history and 
and that especially Bob Shepard died at 99 to introduce him every time he came up just understood the significance of the Yankee heritage. And then uh, Dan Orlovsky of ESPN says he thinks the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to go 17-0 and this season. A, do you agree with that? And B, who's going to have the most regular season wins this year? I do not agree with it because I think when you win that championship, you're not as hungry. Um, I think that's one thing. I, don't, I think they'll do well. I would say you can't go against Chiefs. I mean, with that stack line that they have, if they stay healthy, you know, I don't think anybody's going to come close to them with the most wins. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Uh, though I think the Bills are going to uh, win the most games in the regular season. They may not win the Super Bowl, but I think the Bills, just with what they have, if they can stay on the field and uh, don't have COVID outbreaks, I think the Bills are going to have the most wins, and I could see 13 wins getting uh, getting that job done. All right, let's go ahead and, uh, and talk about some of these uh, – uh, sports agent and sports law topics here. And again, Pat Lawler is our sports agent, sports law insider here on Ken Levick Alive, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. Rob Ninkovich of ESPN claiming that Mac Jones was teaching Cam Newton the playbook in New England. How harmful is hearsay, rumors like that, for free agents? Well, rumors in general are not good, but Cam Newton, who he is, he has a track record. Um, it's kind of surprising. Uh, but uh, as you know, Nikovich is a, a diehard Patriot guy. I'm sure he went all the way to the top to get that info before he went out. And it makes no sense because he was there last year. They had a playbook. I know they tweak it every year, uh, but it kind of tells you why he struggled last year. You know, And they weren't going to go down that road again this year. But the hearsay part, it usually, usually doesn't come out because it's such a close-knit network of everybody in the organizations. But it, it's almost a thing embarrassing to, to Cam in that. Uh, as long as he's been in the league. So yeah, we'll see how it reverberates. But, um, I mean, it was very interesting when I heard that. Do you think that that is going to keep teams away from him? I know we discussed last week, and you thought, yeah, he'll he'll have another job at some point this season. Do you think that, though, would uh, push teams away? Some teams, yes. Other teams, no. I mean, Cam is still a physical specimen. He could still perform. Um, I think teams, if he wants to be a starter, I think that's, an, that's a non-starter because a lot of teams aren't going to bring him in as a starter. And that would be one of the reasons, not understanding the playbook. But bringing him in as a backup to learn a system and have Cam Newton as your backup, is think, I think is a very smart idea. And uh, we'll see if somebody pulls the trigger on that. Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. If you have any sort of personal injury matter, he is the one to go to. Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Decades of trial experience. They're working for you. Lawler & Associates. Go to wanttolawyerup.com. Uh, players who get released, especially at this point, I'm sure it's very emotional. It's very frustrating. You get so tantalizingly close to uh, making uh, the NFL roster for the regular season. Do you have to remind guys to take the high road, don't burn bridges on their way out? Oh, at every level, sure. I mean, even the high-end veterans, uh, you don't want to burn a bridge. Um, I mean, you saw Latavius Murray. I mean, he got he got released because of money. Yeah. Um, he'll get signed by somebody. He's still got a lot left in the tank. But, yeah, you do not want to burn bridges. There are no other options, guys. The NFL's it. I mean, Canada has very limited options. If you want to play in the NFL, it may not be this year. They're, they're pulling guys in with the uh, you know increase of the practice squad, especially for veterans. Just take your medicine, walk away, because you and I know, Ken, I've been down the road. Every team I visited, and I saw the worst of the worst when they're looking at players and how they treat them on visits, 
and the best of the best. So there's always a team out there if you can play. And just don't burn the bridge. That's the number one reason why they don't want you. They don't want problematic guys no matter how high up they are. They'll, they'll put up with it if you're a stud player. But the other guys, no. Uh, we had a question last week, and you and I discussed Deshaun Watson and his agent and whether or not the agent is just sort of helpless at this point. Uh, Billy in Del Rey asks, uh, Pat, why doesn't the agent just leave? What benefit is there right now to even being associated with Deshaun Watson? It's about loyalty. I spoke about loyalty for players to agents. They leave them. This is a case where Deshaun is, is, is in a difficult, difficult situation, criminally and civilly, but all the other players in the league are looking at that. And if you abandon somebody in the difficult times, uh, they're going to see that. So you've got to ride along with him as long as you can. And if something comes up where he asks you to do that, even if legal at point, then leave. But uh, it's not just Sean. It, uh, it's not just him. It's about all the other guys his agent may or may not represent now and down the road. So he's got he's got to stick with them throughout the entire process. Uh, and then uh, Lance in Jensen wants to know: Are these league investigations? Because we were talking about who conducts private investigations last week. Are these league investigations then all a sham? I don't think they're a sham, but I, I think there's a lot of questions to them because you have a. The NFL has a reputation they like to keep, and they want to do everything to to maintain that. Uh, but you know, getting outside companies to do it are a lot more uh, influential in getting to the truth. But let's be serious, and uh, you know, they're there to protect their image, and they're going to do everything they can. But when you get into the issues of sexual assault versus inflate gate or even bullying of a fellow player, that's a, to- a totally another level. And if you screw up on that, like they screwed up with Ray Rice on that thing initially, they learned a lot of lessons from that. Um, and even on, you look at college, Joe Paterno and other things, if you don't step up and investigate aggressively and be truthful, it's going to hurt you and the entire university to a point where you go to jail. Yeah. President of the university goes to jail. This isn't about being fired, it's about going to jail. It's about a legal ramification with all of yeah. that. Uh, Pat, awesome stuff as always. Really appreciate you. I hope I uh, I see you this weekend, uh, perhaps for uh, for the Howard Schnellenberger uh, Memorial on Friday or FAU and uh, Georgia Southern on Saturday. And so uh, we'll uh, we'll catch up face to face, and then we'll talk next week again. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll be out there, Ken, and uh, great show as usual, and you and Coquel and. Uh, Derek Jeter. <laughs> uh, thank you, Pat. I appreciate it. That is Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. Again, wanttolawyerup.com. They're looking out for you, whether it be a slip and fall, automobile accident, uh, motorcycle accident, boating accident, uh, any personal injury matter. That's Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. Go to wanttolawyerup.com, wanttolawyerup.com. Can I hear your terrible Bob Shepard impression uh, with Jeter one more time? Number two, Derek Jeter. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> that is terrible. That you is know what's not really, terrible, really Ken? Bad. What? The pitch to Jeter. Swing and a line drive. Base hit right field. Richardson around third. On his way to the plane. The throw. Safe. This is unbelievable. Has won it in his final home game as a Yankee. Amazing. This is unreal. I mean, it's like something out of a movie. You are listening to Ken Lavica live on ESPN 1063.
Hey, you fantasy football dorks. Yes. <laughs> you called. Uh, I have something for you. It's shiny and fun and a chance to win things and maybe some drinking. We're going to start it tomorrow. I'm going to tell you about it in just a second, but that'll come after I tell you about EDS air conditioning. EDS is yes. EDS air conditioning. You want to be cool. You don't want to sweat. It's gross. It's nasty. When the inside of your house feels like the outdoors in South Florida in the summer, that's problematic. That's not a good way to live. If your AC goes down, you need EDS air conditioning. They take care of your plumbing needs as well. Man, it's plumbing a pain in the ass. EDS is yes, EDS air conditioning. If you have an air conditioning problem, call 561-316-8799, 561-316-8799. One of the bad things about air conditioning companies is that you're desperate. You're desperate for a leaf. You're desperate for someone to be there and fix your air conditioning, and it takes forever. I mean forever. Oh, we'll be there between 10 and 6.30. That doesn't do anything. EDS Air Conditioning, they're trying to work around your schedule. So you don't have to go through that because they know that that is the reputation of the air conditioning industry as a whole. EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. They're family owned and operated. They've been doing it since 2006. And they're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. They're using the best equipment. Call 561-316-8799. Go to edsairconditioning.com. That's edsairconditioning.com. EDS is yes. If your air conditioning goes out, it's EDS. 561-316-8799. All right, quickly, Coquel tomorrow. We start uh, Brown Distributing Weekend Warriors. Here's the gist of what we're going to do, okay? I am going to come up with five, count them, five names of notable NFL players. Six? Five. Okay, six. And five. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to name them, and then we're going to give an opportunity for our fans to call in and pick a name that they think are going to score the most fantasy points in week one of the NFL season. And are we using ESPN fantasy points? Let's be consistent so we know what we're using. We'll use ESPN fantasy fantasy points. There's no, we saw this on Uh another, we're using ESPN's fantasy. ESPN fantasy points, okay? And so... The player of the five that I throw out there, whoever has the most fantasy points will be the winner if you call in and chose that player, okay? So it's really going to be a first-come, first-serve. If you really believe Patrick Mahomes, if he's one of those, is going to be the week one most points winner of those five I put out there, you got to get in. you got to get in. I'm going to be competing in this as well, perhaps Coquel. So it is you against us. All right? You against the world. Good luck. And if you win, you will get a $100 gift certificate to a local establishment. If I win? Maybe. No. That's a no. It's for callers. We're doing this tomorrow, so don't call now, but I'm doing what they call in the business, setting the table. This will be tomorrow, okay? Not now. Tomorrow. Weekend Warriors brought to you by... Brown Distributing. We already have fantasy football nerds who are trying to get in to play this game. You nerds are insatiable. Oh, you that's my guy. fantasy football nerds are Cut insatiable. It out. Cut it out. He wants Dak Prescott. I'll let you, get, let you guess who it is. I don't think Dak is going to be one of my five names, but maybe he is. Who knows? You have to listen tomorrow. All right, we're done. Uh, Coquel, good job. One more terrible Bob Shepard impersonation. Number two, Derek. <laughs> Cheetah. <laughs>
<laughs> Number two. It sounds like a mix of Japanese and meek, like, four-year-old. So bizarre. That's what his ethnicity was. Japanese and meek four-year-old. <laughs> I'm Ken Levicka. I've been live on ESPN 106.3. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye.